News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Are you ready to die? That's how we're going to start episode 85 of the Luke Macias show out with a question that we're going to first ask ourselves. And then we're going to get into what I think is some pretty pressing information regarding Texas and government. But first, I want to ask you that question one more time. Are you ready to die? On September 23rd, uh, a good friend of mine, Ross Kessig, passed away at the age of 36. If you haven't watched Texas Scorecard's uh, memorial of him that was done this last Friday, you can go back and watch that. But it's important to understand that one of the things that Ross had that not everybody has, even though he left this world much earlier than any of us would have wanted, was he was informed prior to passing that he was going to die. We all know we're going to die. We all know that it's a when, not an if. But it's very rare that at a young age you would be told that you are not going to be much longer on this world. He had an option at that point in time. He could have spent the last six months to a year basically being the guy that was going to die. Personally, I feel like that's how I would have handled it. I would love for all of you to at least know, but that wasn't Ross because Ross probably didn't have the same pride issues that I may struggle with. He had no desire for everyone to be looking at him during that final chapter. I had the distinct privilege, and I think many people did have the privilege of having some long conversations with Ross over the last several months. And the last one I had that I would have considered to be a longer, serious conversation was two weeks prior to his passing. In it, I heard such hope and peace, a peace that only comes with a personal relationship with the person who created you. We talk and the scriptures talk about a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think anybody who had a conversation with Ross in the last 30 days encountered, had a glimpse of that level of peace. Just a couple days before Ross passed, in fact, four to be precise, he tweeted out in the evening, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 In Revelation, we are told that there is going to be a point in time in which we are before God, and the accuser comes and accuses us before God. Now, the thing for anyone is that whatever the accuser is accusing you of is a legitimate accusation. It's something you actually did. But in that moment, for believers in Jesus Christ, we are told that two things will save you. The blood of the Lamb 
and the words of your testimony. We all understand the blood of the Lamb. It's something that gets preached. It's a basic orthodoxy, regardless of your denomination, if you find yourself in a Christian church. But the words of your testimony aren't often used when it comes to describing the things that will protect you from the accuser. It's not you. It's the work of the Lord in your life. And Ross most clearly had that work. So I don't know if you're ready to die. I don't think I am. But I hope that in Ross we can see that there is a path and we should have faith in a peace that surpasses all understanding. That being said, let's talk about some things that went down this week. The most important thing is that Steve Toth, Representative Steve Toth from Montgomery County, withdrew his support from Governor Abbott's handling of the COVID pandemic. Incredible. And we are very grateful for people like Steve Toth who have been speaking truth to power for some time. But he came and he he upped the ante, to be honest, this week. He actually stood up and uh, made some very bold statements against the governor. I'm just going to read you uh, the start of the letter. He says, Governor Abbott, having exhausted every attempt at persuasion, I am writing to inform you of my decision to withdraw my support from your leadership as the elected governor of the state of Texas. Throughout this crisis, you have shown an appalling lack of consistency, leadership, and concern for the small business owners that are the primary driver of the Texas economy. By failing to follow your own original guidelines, you have made it impossible for these entrepreneurs to predict when they can reopen without restrictions. Perhaps you simply don't care that many of them are likely to close and enter bankruptcy as you continue to wield your emergency declaration in an unprecedented way. Your latest announcement to keep Texas restaurants 25% closed and bars 100% shut down is in direct contradiction to the positive statistics which show COVID-19 cases trending downward in every category. Your arbitrary announcement on Monday to allow restaurants to expand from 50 to 75% has no actual effect on their bottom line, as long as they are required to maintain the six-foot spacing between tables. One restaurant owner said to me, big deal, Steve, I was only able to add three tables to the floor. Until Texas does away with the spacing requirements, I don't have the capacity to even make it to 60%. And you know I'm losing money unless I'm able to be at 100% capacity. What started as 15 days to flatten the curve has turned into six months of misery to the small business owners of House District 15, his house district, the one that he represents, the one that he was elected to govern over. And the governor has perverted emergency powers that were given to him for very small, short times of emergency and said, they give me the power to be a dictator as long as I want until the legislative session comes back. Basically, during the entire biennium. It's incredibly dangerous precedent that Republicans are going to regret allowing. This is in conjunction with the words of Bob Hall. If you go to the Texas Scorecard, you can see the op-ed there or go to Bob Hall's website. 25% tyranny is still tyranny. Now, Bob Hall has been somebody who has literally been saying these same types of things for months, and it's why so many grassroots conservatives are not only following him and supporting him, but are looking to him when it comes to where conservatives should be standing on the issue of, of the 
COVID shutdowns. Bob says, today the Texas government reiterated its newly found disdain for liberty and justice when they proudly announced their vision for reopening Texas. This is not enough. Texans do not want incremental liberty and freedom. Texans want and deserve liberty and freedom in full. The appropriate response to the tyranny that has been imposed on Texans should have been the complete reopening of all commerce. While limiting short-term closures in specific public health regions may be appropriate to ensure hospital capacity, there is no excuse for increasing capacity at retail and restaurant locations to only 75%. Governor, 25% tyranny is still tyranny. What I love about Steve Toastletter is he also points out, and Governor Abbott knows this, by the way, but that 75% opening is not actually even 75% because he has taken every single restaurant and put a bunch of regulations on exactly where they can put their tables and how they have to be situated and what people can do, which means that he knows that for many of the restaurants, they can only open at 50 or 60, 65% because that's where they're at. And unless he says, hey, we're going to let your business function the way you feel is safe. We're going to let your customers engage where they feel safest. He has said, no, I want all the power to determine how every single Texan eats in every single restaurant in Texas. Who does that? What Republican ever thought that that was actually the appropriate way to govern the individual lives of the citizens? Pandemic or not, Florida just took some pretty significant steps in reopening. I I can't believe it, but if you're in Jacksonville, Texas, you're probably wishing you were in Jacksonville, Florida, is the reality. Because in that city, you would have freedom in comparison to where you find yourself, even if you are in an area with very low COVID deaths, with very low COVID infections, and a whole lot of freedom around you. And yet a governor from on high that has told all of your local officials, I know exactly how you are to operate. Both Bob Hall's letter and Steve Toast's letter and, uh, run counter, and they're taking a significantly different approach than a letter that the Texas Freedom Caucus sent back in July 9th. And I think it's really worthwhile, especially for conservative grassroots Texans, to kind of see the difference in how they are communicating to a governor who is overstepping his authority significantly. So I'm going to read through the first like paragraph and a half of the Freedom Caucus letter, and this is one that Steve Toth and uh, Kyle Biederman and others signed on to, but I will say that they have also since put out all of their own statements, and some of them have put out their own statements before this letter, saying much stronger things to the governor, okay? So they sent a letter basically addressing the fact that the governor had overstepped his authority. So let's read through this, and let's talk about what I want to look at is the difference in how you see your job as a legislator. And I think these two letters, Steve Toth and Bob Halls, in comparison to the Freedom Caucus letter, offer a really good example of where you see yourself in conjunction with the governor. So here's what I want you to be thinking about. We have a judicial branch, and that's one that we're talking about a lot right now. We have an executive branch. We have a legislative branch. Three equal branches of government, okay? Now, the judicial branch sees itself up here. That's actually the problem that we have in our nation, in our country. Uh, We have, and, and honestly, society as a whole sees the judicial branch as supreme, which is a problem. It is an equal branch of government. We have another problem in Texas, Not only do people see the governor as over the legislature, I'm going to actually tell you that the legislature sees the governor as over the legislature. That's not every single legislator, 
by the way. People like Matt Schaefer and Kyle Biederman and Tony Tinderholt and Steve Toth have taken a different direction. They've communicated very differently to the governor, even, and Bob Hall's another good example. Somebody who's communicating to the governor as an equal branch, they are not subservient to him. So let's read the Freedom Caucus letter because I think that the things that it says are done much more in a way of subservient perspective than it is of an equal perspective. Let's read through it. Governor Abbott, this is back in July, and I do think that a lot of Freedom Caucus members probably would take a very different approach now, but but other than Steve Toth, Tony Tinderholt, Kyle Biederman, Mike Lang, um, the others have, uh, and Briscoe Kane has uh, a couple times done this. He hasn't done it at Governor Abbott. He kind of specifically, uh, I would say, criticizes something happening, but doesn't mention who necessarily, but he also has uh, more so than the other legislators there, uh, been willing to to really directly criticize the governor to the extent and similar to some of his colleagues here. Okay, let's read through this first paragraph and a half. Governor Abbott, the health and safety of our fellow Texans facing the COVID-19 pandemic is unquestionably a matter of the highest priority. Actions must be taken to address the threat. However, Actions pressed with the force of law need input from those elected to write laws. The separation of lawmaking, law enforcement, and law interpretations are the foundational checks and balances that make Texas and America exceptional in the world. That's all great. Many Texans fear that we have drifted away from those checks and balances. The simple truth is that doing the right thing in the wrong way causes harmful unintended consequences. That's, that's one sentence we got to look at. The simple truth is that doing the right thing in the wrong way causes harmful unintended consequences. Now that sentence is very different than what Bob Hall says or Steve Toth when he directly points out the harm that is being caused by a tyrannical governor. That sentence implies that what the governor is doing is the right thing. He's just going about it the wrong way, right? Governor, doing the right thing in the wrong way has harmful unintended consequences. We're talking about your actions, Governor. Which actions? The right actions that he's doing the wrong way or the wrong actions he's doing the wrong way? Very different. Very different in his communication. Over the course of the last four months, you have issued more than 20 executive orders under the Texas Disaster Act of 1975. Although many legislators and even our own caucus have criticized some of the actions you have taken during the COVID-19 pandemic. We know that you have undertaken each and every decision with painstaking care. Now, this tone seems to be taking painstaking care to not directly oppose the governor. Now, I think that Steve Toth is actually more accurate when he says... You have shown an appalling lack of consistency, leadership, and concern for the small business owners that are the primary driver of the Texas economy. That is a true statement. The governor is not painstakingly caring for Texans. He is not taking painstaking care for every one of his decisions. I mean, this literally says every single decision, right? Each and every decision with painstaking care. It is obvious. It was obvious in July. It's obvious in August. It's obvious in September. And it's obvious in October that the governor is not taking painstaking care over each and every one of his decisions. In fact, some of his decisions seem to be being made based more on polling than they are on policy, which is actually what Steve Toth said in his letter. He asked the governor to stop 
making decisions based on polling and start making decisions based on data. And maybe, just maybe, you should start making decisions based on what's best for the individual Texans, based on the appropriate role that government should play in those Texans' life. Citizens should have the right to make decisions for themselves. And it seems like Governor Abbott is so scared about giving them freedom because he's afraid they might do something that he's not sure about. He has no clue what's going to happen if he lets restaurants fully reopen. But he's afraid that something bad might happen and that then people might blame him. And so out of an abundance of caution, he's crushing and killing small business owners. It's incredibly painful to watch. And I am hurting for each and every one of those small businesses in Texas who is suffering, being told by a government, we will decide on a week-to-week basis whether or not you're allowed to make a profit or not. Have fun, take risk, invest your capital. Absolutely not. It's going to have harmful consequences to Texas. And I think that's a one reason why it's very good that people like Steve Toth, Bob Hall, Kyle Biederman, and others continue to step up and speak out. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will close with a quote from Ross Kessig that he posted not too long before his passing. Too many people seek to please the world with trendy, fashionable, and just go along with... I'm sorry. I'm going to reread this. Too many people seek to please the world, what's trendy, fashionable, and just go along with the crowd. This ultimately leads to self-destruction. Don't think of God's way as punishment or a buzzkill. Think of following God's way as a lighthouse. You are able to see through the rainy and stormy seas. No matter your circumstance, God never changes. Our fallen world tries to pull us off course constantly, and it's up to us to keep our focus on the lighthouse. I'm grateful for Ross's testimony that he has, and I hope that many of you use his life as a reason to walk closer with the Lord this week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messiah Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless Texas.